What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Comfort Zone Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Fortino Fitness. I'm your host, Ezio Fortino, and as always, I'm here to teach you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. From beginners wanting to see lasting changes in the mirror to advanced lifters and athletes frustrated with fat loss plateaus and nagging injuries, I will unpack a healthy approach to developing an aesthetic, powerful, and functional body while also enjoying the present journey. So get comfy as I help you discover that your greatest changes take place when you move just outside your comfort zone. How sore should you be after your workout? If I got a penny every time someone asked me that question, or should I say nickels now? In any event, how much soreness should we feel the day after we work out? Upon waking, should we feel that someone beat you up in your sleep? Been there, done that, and I'm pretty sure you did too. I bet for most of you it was January 2nd as you created your New Year's resolution and couldn't even get close to a cardio machine in the gym that day. So where do we start? Well, I think the first thing to mention is that just like a workout program, everyone has good intentions, which I love. When a client approaches me and tells me that they want to track their calories, go on a diet, and change your body composition in a short amount of time, and they want to start on a Monday, a little red flag goes up, and I already know what the future looks like for them. If you remember Mr. T, then please picture him with all the gold around his neck saying this, pain. That's exactly what's going to happen. Anyone that goes from 0 to 100 real quick, now I just went from Mr. T to Drake, you will be in a school of pain. Just like the New Year's resolution, the person going to the gym on that Monday morning with your brand new membership card, you're probably going to overdo it as a result of excitement. And while this is not a bad thing, you're getting too sore from working out could actually prevent you or prevent us from going back to the gym for the rest of the week because you're limping around the house and carefully taking each step as you descend down the stairs. I'm even guilty of this as my men's rec soccer league commences in the spring and I decided to go all out the first game. No matter what the sport or the activity, the common denominator is always this. If you place a certain amount of force and stress on your muscles that they have not adapted to, you will experience what is called DOMS, otherwise known as delayed onset muscle soreness. The soreness is created through small microscopic tears that your muscle experiences. More often than not, you might experience some soreness right after your workout, but the real pain peaks and comes at about the 24 to 48 hour mark. That is where it sucks to go about your normal daily life. Everyday chores and tasks become extremely difficult, and perhaps you didn't replenish enough nutrients the day of your intense workout because the next day you're probably eating everything but the kitchen sink. This is because your body is talking to you and is asking for more calories and probably more sodium. If not, you might even experience some cramping and lack of mobility. Depending on how much you overdid it, you might even become discouraged and not even want to work out or be active again for a while until the pain subsides. Or worse yet, you think that the no pain, no gain approach is actually beneficial for your muscles because you're tearing your fibers, so to speak. And if you don't tear your muscle fibers, then that means that you didn't work hard enough. Or my favorite is when you think it's normal not to walk up and down the stairs because of leg day in the gym. Please don't fall into this perceived notion. The expectation, especially as a beginner, is to take it very slow. 
It's not how you start the race, but it's how you finish it. And it's not like the race is ever going to be finished, so to speak. But I think you get the point. When you train, allow your body to create new movement patterns under a moderate level of stress, tension, and damage. As you allow your body to build and repair slowly, it will have no other choice than to build and become stronger so it can handle an increased load for the next time. You will know the next day whether you overdid it or just did enough. How? Pay close attention to things such as your appetite, your mood, your mobility, your energy levels, and your sleep. Remember the purpose of your activity. What was it? Get in shape? Build muscle? Lose weight? Learn a new sport or a hobby? Whatever the case, the stimulus we are looking for in the end is about vitality, health, being active, and in this case, sustainability. Therefore, if your idea of success is not being able to walk up and down the stairs or get out of your car after leg day, you're in for a lot of pain and disappointment because it's not supposed to be like that all the time. Sometimes, but not always. So what does overdoing it look like, Ezio? Because I'm not sore when I'm working out. I don't feel that I'm lifting too heavy or killing myself. And I'm having, and I have lots of energy. Okay, point taken. Let me explain. Because it's hard to tell sometimes when we're overdoing it. Let's go back to my soccer analogy for a second. Did I attend training sessions? Did I spend some time breaking in my new shoes for the season so I wouldn't get blisters? Did I properly build up my stamina and work out my VO2 max and my aerobic and anaerobic capacity? Did I work on my lateral movement and incorporate some unilateral training during the beginning of the spring to, to prepare my body? Did I engage in practice, light training sessions, or even small-sided games? Or did I just show up with my cleats when it was game time? If I effectively prepared my body, my muscles would experience small micro tears that I would probably feel the next day but not in a painful way, in a slightly uncomfortable, sore, but firm and tight feeling. Remember that there's a huge difference between being pain, being in pain, and being sore. Two different meanings. If I indeed prepared my body for the new stimulus of a, so of a soccer game, for example, come game day, my muscles have already adapted to all the previous stress placed before in all my training sessions, in order to be prepared for this moment in time. This will allow me to come back even stronger than before the next week while I could start addressing other things like mobility and range of motion instead of worrying about an injury or pain that is now impeding and getting in the way of success. The same goes for resistance training. Taste, take this example from Michael Hutchinson. Quote, Swedish researchers compared three groups of volunteers who ran for 45 minutes on a treadmill, either on an uphill slope of four degrees, a downhill slope for four degrees, or a downhill slope of eight degrees. Even though the uphill group had to work the hardest to maintain pace, it was only the downhill group that developed, that developed DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. How does this make any sense? How does the group who had to run uphill get less sore from someone who has an easier time going downhill. Aerobically, it may seem easier, but for your muscles, it's in fact much more difficult because running downhill involves eccentric muscle contractions, which can occur 
when the muscle is trying to shorten, but is being forced by an external load to lengthen. Make sense? How about this to make it more clear? What is harder to do when performing a bicep curl? Lifting the bar up or coming back down? Lifting it, right? How about if I told you to perform a negative, which means now you have to control the weight by allowing it to beat you one inch at a time on the way back down. Now it's the opposite, right? You see, according to Hutchinson, quote, during eccentric contractions, your muscles are stretched through limits and sometimes beyond. The resulting damage effectively weeds out the weakest links in your muscles so that they will be stronger once they're, once they're repaired. So if we go back to overdoing it in the gym, depending on what kind of workout you're doing, you might have good intentions, but are adding too much volume, number one. And number two, you're taking every set until failure. And number three, you're incorporating too much muscle damage in your workouts. Doing an exercise and performing a negative as a beginner, or even if you're coming back from an injury or just doing new exercise exercises and you want your arms to get bigger, I would advise not going all out for the first few weeks when doing a bicep curl. Perhaps do a chin-up first. Chin-ups alone will increase and, and, and should address your entire arms. A few sets of lifting your body weight is much better in adding in concentration curls and dumbbell curls because now you're involving the rest of your body into the movement. But that's you. What about isolating your biceps and locking everything down? Yes, I understand. But there's a time and place for that. First, we need to send a signal to your arms or biceps to grow. If you want your body, if you want to give your body a reason to build muscle, it will respond. The best way that I increase my ability to lift heavier with barbell and dumbbell curls was to, was to spend some dedicated time just doing chin-ups and getting stronger until the point that I could lift my body weight plus some weight attached to my legs. Make sense? If you want your biceps to become defined and you spend your entire workout on biceps and performing negatives day one, while you might not feel any pain at the moment, depending on your training volume, you might be sorry in 24 hours when you can't extend or straighten your arm. I think we've all been there before. But today, I wanted to explain to you why this happens and what we can do to change so we can keep working out and feel good about it without any pain. The good news is, however, that even though we might overdo it sometimes, our muscles will come back stronger the next time. You just have to be smarter, not to up your intensity once more. The bad news is that once you're in a world of pain, this is where companies and products love to take your money with over-the-counter creams and gels and ointments and lotions and pills. Take them as you please. But just like a bad hangover, you can't. You can eat a big breakfast and all the coffee that you want, but time is the only friend that you have. And then you're going to have to wait a couple days to recover. Why two days? Because nerve growth factor which is associated with chronic pain conditions, makes your nerve endings more sensitive so that any movement of your inflamed muscle presses against these hypersensitive nerves and causes pain. So does this mean that we go into our workouts thinking we should just lift heavier weights? No, this is not the solution. What I'm seeing is that you want to challenge your muscles and put them under good tension with the lightest weights possible. Here's a great tip that I tell my clients. 
If you ever lose count during your set, you're probably going too heavy because all your effort is going into stabilizing the weight and moving it from point A to point B. What we actually want to do is make the lighter weights feel heavier by connecting to the muscle that you're currently working and moving the weight through its proper range of motions with intention by squeezing the muscle as hard as you can. Try this for a second while you're listening to this. Can you flex and contract your triceps at this moment? If you can, this is what I want you to do. While you're lifting the weight, by being mindful of this mind-to-muscle connection, you will eventually find the sweet spot where you're doing enough work to create microscopic damage, but are not overdoing it at the same time. The key to remember is that you want to recover in a positive manner that allows you to become to come back stronger into your workouts for the next time. As your muscles get stronger, you will suffer less and less of DOMS. This is where people get into trouble once again and overdo it because they think they need to be sore and go through DOMS every workout. This is how overtraining occurs. Use this simple method. If you're new to training, expect to be a bit sore in the beginning. That's totally normal. If your energy levels are good, you can continue going to the gym and or working out. Consider this a positive thing. After a few weeks, DOMS will eventually go away as you adapt. This is a great thing. Don't increase the load or tension. Keep the gains coming. And you send nothing but positive energy and stimulus to your muscles. You should also notice a couple more things. Number one, your appetite will and should increase. This is a great thing. It's your body asking for more calories and food to sustain recovery and muscle. Number two, you have more and more energy. But when you go to sleep, you crash right away. This is another good sign because your body's asking you to rest so it can now recover and adapt to your new stimulus. The secret is always to listen to your body. If you're in pain and you can't walk, you overdid it. If you go back into your workout feeling like you didn't even work out the previous day and you have energy, that is the feeling that you want. That is what you're chasing. It's really just trial and error in order to find that sweet spot. And please don't compare yourself to others. What might be too much load and volume for one person is vastly different from someone else. Embrace the, the days of solitude workouts. You might discover some things about yourself and you might even get your workouts done faster and become more productive for that matter. I'm not saying that a workout buddy is bad. It's just a different change of pace where you can really increase your focus for a, a period of time. I can really help guide you through those that post-workout soreness. I hope you enjoy this episode of The Comfort Zone. And remember that you can find me on Instagram at, at Fortino Fitness. Until next time, guys. Thank you, friends, for staying in the zone. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you pass the good word on to your friends and family. Better yet, download the Anchor app, search for the Comfort Zone Podcast and press the message button and drop me a comment or even a voicemail. I would love to read and answer your wellness questions on the show. You can hear the Comfort Zone on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and any other platform you use to tune in. Remember, you can allow yourself to make big changes if you reach outside of your safe place. So let the comfort zone give you that little extra push that you need. As always, stay authentic, stay humble, 
and stay awesome. See you next time.